What do you do when success doesn't feel as good as you thought it would? And even worse, it makes you feel kind of bad. Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And over the weekend, I stumbled upon a discussion in one of the online coaching groups that I'm a member of. And a member posted a question that really got a lot of people talking. And I asked for permission to turn it into a podcast episode because I think it's a shared experience that we don't talk often enough about. And it's this idea that sometimes success feels anticlimactic. Sometimes it makes us feel bad, insecure, small, and doubtful. The exact opposite of what we're led to and expected to believe that we're going to feel. So what do you do when you've met your goal, when you've reached the milestone and you kind of feel like crap. And how do you make sense of it? How do you understand it? And how do you find your way with what comes next? I'm going to paraphrase the um, member's question with her permission, and then I'll find you on the other side. So here's what she had to say. I hit my second biggest goal for the year, and I'm not sure what to do about it. I feel like I should celebrate, but I'm just like, eh, on to the next goal. Does anyone else struggle with celebrating major accomplishments or letting them sink in? I want to go out for dinner and a drink and let it wash over me, but I'm worried it won't and I'll feel like a dumbass. I'm also wondering why I feel so sad after reaching this milestone. Okay, first of all, one of the things that we don't talk often enough about is this idea that as we are working on a goal, as we are working on something that we've identified for ourselves that's important to us and to the health and the future of our business, we're often like head down, nose to the grindstone, and we're just kind of grinding it out and doing the work that needs to be done. So what that means is anytime we have a distracting thought, every time the hater in our head shows up, anytime the inner critic wants to come around and have a seat at the table, we push it aside, we shove it down, and anything that's going to get in the way between us and our goal comes second. And we don't pay it attention and we don't give it energy and we're just focused on doing the thing. Then we get the thing, that thing we've been working for, that goal, that milestone, that achievement, the accomplishment, whatever it is for you. Finally, it's yours. It's in your hand. You can own it. And suddenly you don't feel like you thought you would. And it's really hard to understand and it can be really confusing because part of it is that all those feelings you casted aside, all those ways of doubting yourself and wondering and second guessing that you kind of put off to the side and decided not to worry about right now, they didn't go anywhere. They went down, but they didn't go away. And now that things are okay, now that there's room to breathe, those thoughts and those feelings come bubbling up to the surface and they can catch you off guard because you forgot they were there. (music) 
So what happens for you is you think you're planning a party. You think you're planning the event that's going to sort of take a moment of pause and let it soak it in. And suddenly, instead of the party and feeling like doing something exciting, you just want to run to bed and cover your head with the covers. And it makes sense because those feelings didn't go anywhere. And when they pop up, your intellectual brain steps in and says, there's nothing to be afraid of. See, that thing you wanted, you got it. What are you crying for? What are you so upset about? Why are you getting angry? What's agitating you? And the inner critic starts criticizing you for having a reaction other than the one you're supposed to have when you're feeling successful. So that feeling of confusion completely takes over because it's just a wash of emotion that doesn't make sense and doesn't feel connected to actual experiences. But if you do yourself a favor, rather than sort of jumping on the feelings, analyzing them to kingdom come, judging yourself for having them, telling yourself that there's a way you should be feeling and a way you shouldn't be feeling and something you should be doing versus something you shouldn't be doing, and you just accept that you're having a reaction with no judgment, with no story attached, those feelings will wash over you, but then they will pass. Oftentimes, though, what happens in those moments is that you're caught off guard by it. Why am I upset? Why am I feeling so sad? Why is this making me emotional and embarrassed? And why do I feel so small? So you start thinking about and cataloging for particular reasons why you might be feeling that way. All you do when you do that is create a whole host of new reasons to be upset that probably weren't bothering you in the first place. You just needed the pressure release. You needed the valve to be lifted and the steam to go out because as you work towards your goal, you were probably operating at some level in something that felt a little bit like a pressure cooker. You just needed to get it done. You were problem solving at record speed, you were managing obstacles, you were offering customer service, you were doing all the things, you just didn't have time to feel them. And it's catching up with you. It's my story that if you just let the release out and you don't name it and you don't judge it and you don't create stories about it and you don't self-diagnose yourself as somebody who has X kind of mindset problem or X kind of problem with success in just a couple of hours or a day or two at the most, you'll feel back to yourself and then you'll be able to with mindfulness and intention look back at the journey you've been on on the lessons you learned the thing you overcame and you will be able to take pride in that now part of what also might have happened is that as you worked on this goal as you did this thing you yourself changed as a person. So if this is your second biggest goal of the year, you might have set this goal in December of 2017. But in December of 2017, you weren't somebody who had accomplished everything you had in the first nine months of the year. So maybe that way of celebrating that self-identified thing you were going to do of dinner and drinks doesn't work for you. It's not how you want to mark time. It's not how you want to recognize a success. So what happens if you just ask yourself, I would like to take a moment to breathe. I would like to just enjoy this moment of success before I jump to the next thing. What comes to mind as something you would really like to do?
And it might be you're going for a hike. It might mean you're taking a drive. You're going on a day trip. You're buying yourself something really nice. You're donating to a cause that's really important to you. Your answer may not look like anyone else's answer, but that's okay. It's yours and you're celebrating your success. But when you get caught in a trap that there's one way of doing this, and there's one way of noting it, then you start to feel different for not wanting the thing that everyone else supposedly wants. And when you catch yourself in that feeling, it's so reminiscent of imposter syndrome. This idea that you don't really belong in the cool kids club, that this was just a fluke, that it was an accident, that you didn't really achieve anything. And the idea that if you might celebrate it, suddenly you will be revealed for what your little inner critic and your six-year-old girl inside you thinks is that it's just an accident and you are a fraud. And if you celebrate it, everybody will find out. The other thing that happens when we become successful is that other people outside of ourselves tend to find out. We become more visible. We become more known. And our success becomes something that other people create a story about. And sometimes as soon as we get hit with success, we're suddenly hit with this story and this reminder that other people may now have new expectations of us. Other people may want us or expect us to be a certain way. And we are like kind of floating without a guidebook and without a rule book. We don't know what the new expectations are going to be. And in that moment of insecurity, we just start to fear the world worst, that we're not going to be capable of meeting them. That fear of success is a real thing, even though it's something I think sometimes business owners, entrepreneurs, and risk takers sort of make up a little bit in order to kind of put a name to all of this. But it's this idea of, I don't know what it means to be successful. I don't know who I am as a successful person. And what does it mean that like eight months into the year, I already met my second biggest goal. I don't know who I am now. Sometimes when you're the person in the struggle, you're the person in the strife and you're gutting it out and you're grinding it out and you're in the hustle, you self-identify as that. Once you get the thing you've wanted, once you find that success, it can feel unfamiliar because you don't know who you are as a successful being who's reached this level of success. And that can feel disorienting. And one of the things that I like to do when people find themselves in this space is to say, who do you want to be? And how do you want to move through the world as someone who's achieved a B or C. There's no expectation that you have to do it a certain way or a set of steps you're supposed to find. Like once you decide that you've reached this level of success, you know you're going to want more and there's going to be new milestone markers you're going to set for yourself. But as somebody who has come this far, how do you want to move through the world? 
And then you get to decide and control what happens to ne- next rather than fearing it and rather than doubting it. You get to drive the car and decide where it is you want to go next. Now, one of the things that you know happens a lot of times in these stories is kind of what I was just saying a little bit ago that, like, just like you may not want to celebrate things in the way that you used to, sometimes you know, you've just lost touch with who you are and how you've changed now that you've been through all of this, now that you've done the thing you didn't think you could, and now that you've achieved this. So sometimes that outward celebration doesn't feel appropriate because you you feel like a guest at your own sort of event in your own party. You don't quite know you anymore. So one of the things that might be worthwhile to do for you is to take some time and check in with yourself. Who am I now that I've achieved this? What are my values like? What are my goals? And not like the strategic business goals, but in terms of what do you want your life to be like? And how do you want to feel as you go through your days? Check in with yourself. Who are you now that you did this thing? Because so often until you know who you are, it's really hard to celebrate something you've done. You're you're in really unfamiliar territory. It won't always feel unfamiliar. You're getting used to more success. You're getting used to seeing the results of your actions leading to positive things and positive events, but it's still going to trip you up. And if you give yourself permission to feel what you feel, to think what you think, and then to decide and chart your own path for what happens next, you will feel more capable, you'll feel more empowered, and you'll feel feel more in control. You've got this. You just need to give yourself permission to feel it however it comes without your own sort of predetermined expectations for what it's going to be like. Success is like anything new and unexpected. We have to make room for it. We have to check it out. We have to look at it from all the angles. We have to get past our fear of something that's new that might represent new risk. Because of course, as soon as we've achieved something, it becomes the immediate fear for so many of us that it's just going to be taken away. So it's scary to get attached to it because what if, you know, what if it doesn't last or what if competition comes along? and changes the course. There's all these questions and all these doubts that can creep in. And if you don't own the success, I think sometimes we tell ourselves stories that we can avoid those vulnerable and hard feelings. But if we just accept that whatever's in front of us is in front of us, it will pass and it won't define us. We get to be defined by what we do next. You've totally got this. Thanks so much for allowing me the privilege of using your experience on the show. I don't take that lightly. I know it's hugely personal. I do think you're part of a shared experience here that others will relate to. And I'm so glad I had the opportunity to help you out and offer my two cents. If anyone else has a question and wants my two cents on your life or your business, you can always find me over at Heather at choose to have it all.com. Thanks so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.